Revival Explosion Ministries presents Faith Connection Church's podcast with Hermes Falco Jr. We always bring a message of faith and hope that will encourage your walk with God. Enjoy it! My impression is that the body of Christ needs to learn to talk to God and also not just talk to God but hear God. Because sometimes you and I view prayer as me getting my, uh, my grocery shopping list writing it down and saying, God, here it is. Take care of this. And that's what we call prayer. Amen. But that's not prayer. That's just, I mean, I'm not saying it's wrong to have a prayer list because I, I do. And, and, and we do that. And it's very important. But what I'm saying is it is not just that part. There's the other way. When God begins to communicate with you and God begins to speak to you and then you got to learn how to hear him. So you can obey him. You can grow in friendship with God. Now, let me tell you this. When God created man, he created with a purpose, not because he was lonely, but because it was pleasurable for him. He delighted in creating man. And he said, you know what? I want to establish a family on the earth that will represent me. And I want to have fellowship. The Bible says in Genesis that Adam was working in the garden. But then at the cool of the day, what happened? God came and was what? Communicating with him talking with him and let me tell you God still wants to do that today he wants to talk with you he wants you to talk to him sometimes God is waiting for you to talk to him what is within your heart prayer is not just something that we learn and say you know let me pray um, um, words that I learn and just throw into the air that's not prayer prayer is the result of your heart Pouring out of your heart before God. How many remember Hannah in the Bible? Uh, Samuel's mother. Prayer is so powerful. How many remember what she did? She was uh, in a great battle because <clears throat> back in the day, amen, uh, men could have more than one wife. That's another subject, amen. But, you know, one is enough, amen. Praise the Lord. One is good. Uh, <laughs> and, and so um, she, she was having a great battle because the other lady... Um, she was having children and she was fruitful and Hannah was not. And so she felt downcast because back in Bible days, the more um, children you had, you were considered blessed. Now, if you didn't produce kids, then there's something wrong with you and there's like a curse. So what did she do? She didn't just go to her husband and say, Hey, I got this issue right here. You know, I got this problem right here. Do something about it. Or she didn't go to her best friend and call her or, or message her on text message and say, Hey, I'm text message. You know, uh, I got this issue right here. I'm going through this problem. What did she do? She went to God. She went to God. And, the, and, and our problem is that we want a natural solution for problems that only God can solve. And, we say, and, and, and of course, it is a human tendency to, to want help from other people. Hey, you know, can you just help me out right here? I'm going through this problem and there's nothing wrong with asking for prayer. But the thing is, we should make our first priority go to God first. Now, if you need agreement, like I was saying, we can, we can pray together. There's no problem. But what about your time and say, Lord, I'm going through this right now. Do something about it. You know, and Hannah went to, to God and the Bible says she was, you know, just speaking, bubbling like, you know, very um, lightly. And the priest thought that she was drunk. 
how can how dare she woman come come here like this and she's drunk and she was not drunk she was just like talking to god and saying god do something about it and that's what gave birth to samuel she, she made a vow to the lord said if you give me a child i'll give the child back to you and so samuel was born out of prayer that's how powerful prayer is prayer gave birth to a child that came through as a result of prayer so that tells you and i how powerful prayer can be amen and so uh, there, there prayer is a true way communication now it is very important that we hear how god speaks today because if you learn how to recognize how he speaks you and if you listen to him you'll be better off in your decisions because number one reason the holy spirit is never wrong Number two, the Holy Spirit will never tell you a lie. There, there are things that God cannot do. You know what, what He can't do? He can't lie. So when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, it's pure, 100% truth. So if you, for example, let me give an example. If you go uh, do a business. I know people, for example, that are in the body of Christ where they are, they are business people and they are led by the Spirit, and the Holy Spirit tells them, you know, do this or do that, and you shall prosper, and they do, and boom. The result is prosperity. It happens. Now, if you listen to the Holy Spirit, you're not going to get involved with certain stuff that you should not get involved with, or you'll get involved with some stuff that you should get involved with. And then what, what, what is the result? You shall be blessed. The, Jesus said, I will not leave you orphans. Didn't He say that? But I'll send you the Comforter who will remember everything I have said. In other words, he'll rem remind you of the Word of God and he'll give you direction. How many need some direction in life? Decisions, uh, relationships, uh, finances, business, uh, family issues, wisdom. How many know that wisdom is so powerful? If you got wisdom, I'm telling you, I mean, you can solve many problems with just having the mind of, the, of Christ. And you got the mind of Christ. You got the mind of the Holy Spirit. If you ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I got this issue. How can I solve it? How can I talk to so-and-so? Lead me into it. Lord, I want to be led by you, led by the Spirit. How can I do this? And the Lord instructs you. I'm telling you, you're going to have success. The problem is that we learn, we learn to hear the voice of the flesh. And we go by our emotions. We go with our problem. We freak out. And we act on our emotions instead of going to God and say, God, I'm going through this problem, but speak to me. Now, that's where the teaching begins. Okay, Hermes, you're saying that God can speak to me. How does he speak? Number one thing I want to say to you, do not put God in a box. Think that he only speaks in a certain way. Be open to many ways that God speaks. God has been speaking to me throughout my life in so many different ways that I cannot pinpoint and say it's only this way. I can number a series of events in my life where I had different ways that God spoke to me, but I learned to hear His voice and I can recognize His voice. The more you spend time with someone, the more you can know this person's voice. Do you know my voice? How many know my voice? Amen. You, 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 right? Right? Now, if someone, if I was not here, but I, I came into the office, if I, if I came to some other place and I, I was not here right now, but I was speaking in the microphone, could you tell if it was me or it was somebody else? 
Could you? Why? Because you've spent enough time with me to know my voice. Same thing with God. When you begin to recognize the voice of God, when you hear other voice, you're like, that's not God. That's not how my father speaks. That's not how he, how he moves. You can recognize what comes from God and what does not come from God because of you get intimacy. Intimacy with the voice of your father is more important than anything. It's more important than anything. So intimacy with the Holy Spirit will uh, put in place that you have never imagined. I, I, I was talking to my wife the other day and we've been discussing this because we said we got to teach people how to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, not just go to church. Because if they come to church and if they get, you know, transferred or they get, they move to another city, then are they going to lose everything they have? Or if, now if they have the relationship with the Holy Spirit, they're going to be just fine over there as they are right here. Amen. So, number one, God can speak to you. I'm going to number, uh, and I'm going to continue that next Sunday, but I, I'm going to give a, a different ways that He speaks, not just to limit, but just to show you how He can speak. A amen? Um, and listen, this order does not mean it is number one. It is always number one, number two. I'm just giving you different ways He speaks so that you may know how to recognize. Number one thing I want to say is God speaks with us through the inner witness. Inner witness. Go to Romans chapter 8, verse 16. Actually, go to Romans chapter 8, verse 14 through 16. I'm going to read these three verses that are really powerful. And I, I want to dive into the scripture with you to show it to you. I'm not just teaching out of my opinion. I'm just showing the scripture to go. Romans chapter 8, verse 15, 16, and 17. No, 14, 15, and 16. I'm sorry. 14, 15, and 16. Romans chapter 8, verses 14, 15, and 16. Are you there with me? Amen. Okay, let's read that together. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Now look at this, verse 14, it says, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. In other words, I as a child of God can expect to be led by the Spirit. Sometimes I will not understand exactly what it means, but if I know the Spirit is speaking something, jump right here. I'm going to jump because I know He, he never lies. He never will tell something that is going to uh, be for my detriment. Even when it seems like He always has a good outcome, even when in the natural it looks like it, it isn't. Um, and then verse 15 says, We did not receive a spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received a spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. So you and I have received the Spirit of God into our hearts, 
and it's not a spirit of bondage to fear. In other words, not to live afraid of tomorrow, not to live afraid of the future, but we have this spirit of adoption. That means we have been connected with a faith connection, amen, with the Father. We have been connected together with God through the Spirit of God that was sent through Jesus Christ. And because of that, we have the same spirit that Jesus had. And so we can have communication because of that spirit. How many are getting what I'm saying? And the Bible says, whoever is led of the Spirit is a child of God. As many as, as many are led of the Spirit, they, these are the sons of God. So that means I can expect to be led. Oh, Pastor, I don't know if I can, you know, I, 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 can, I have the ability to hear God or I have the ability to be led by God. I don't know. Listen, if you're a child of God, you should be expecting that. Why? Not because I'm saying it's in the Bible. Now, verse 16, I want, I want you to pay attention to this. The Spirit Himself, who, who, which Spirit? God's Spirit. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Now, how do I know that I'm saved? How do you know that you're saved? L let me explain this very well so you can understand. How, how do we know that we're saved? Is it because I got a certificate that says, Pastor Hermes Falco Jr. is saved. And I hang, hang it in my wall, that's why I'm saved. No. Is it because I got baptized in water? It's very important to be baptized in water, by the way. Um, but it's not even because, it is because you pray a prayer. No. How do you know that you're saved? Somebody say, how do you know you're saved? You have the witness in your spirit that you're a child of God. That's what the Bible says. That because you have the spirit, God bears witness in your spirit that you are a child of God. So if someone asks you like, hey, you know, are you saved? Yes, I am. Why? Because I have received Christ and there's a witness of Christ in my heart. I know where I'm going. I know my destiny. I know that I'm saved. That's why sometimes I go to church and say, hey, if you don't have this assurance, if you have the assurance of salvation, you got to have it. And how do I have it? You got to give it all to Jesus, ask him to give you that assurance and he will. Because he's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. So every believer should have this assurance because I'm telling you this most wonderful feeling. No matter what happens, you know where we're going to be. Life is really, you know, crazy, full of uh, different moments and problems. But we know whom we trust and we know whom we have. Amen. And so... Um, the Bible says the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So the number one God, God's way of speaking to us that I'm going to say, again, I say it's not in order, but I'm just, you know, making points. Inner witness. Why? If for salvation, which is the most important thing in your life, that's the way that God does. Why? He, he bears witness within you and then you know you're saved, how much more for the other things that are much less important? So sometimes you think that for God to speak to you, something spectacular needs to happen. Oh, you know, Hermes, I was uh, in my room, and then all of a sudden, there was an explosion, and then I didn't see the ceiling anymore, and then these, these five angels came down, and, you know, and they spoke, and they had you know, trumpets, and they spoke what I should do tomorrow morning. I mean, can this happen? Yes, it can. But I'm telling you, sometimes God will not, many times God will not speak like that and it's still as powerful as if it was like that. Because it's not about, 
It is not, listen to me right now, very important. It is not about the way God speaks. It is about what he says and what you do. I'm going to say that again. It is not about the way that God speaks. It is about what he says in the message and what you do with it. That's going to produce the results. Now, if it is an angel, so be it. If it is a dream, so be it. I'm going to speak about dreams. If it is uh, uh, the inner witness, so be it. As long as you hear, that's what truly matters. It is not about the way it comes. People in sometimes in charismatic circles, they get so stuck about the way things come. If an angel does not show up, then I don't hear what God is saying. If, if I don't have a dream, some people are so focused on dreams. What about dreams? Can God speak through dreams? Oh yeah, He can. Absolutely. But I'm not stuck on dreams. I'm not going to be waiting on a dream in order to know the voice of God. God can speak in different ways. Never be stuck in one place. Never be stuck in one place. So the, what is the inner witness? Is a conscious feeling that God puts on the inside of you that leads you in, a, in one direction. Let me give you a very uh, cool example. If you uh, are, are applying to different jobs, for example, and you've done different interviews, and you go to a place, and then, like, in your heart, you, like, people, even people in the world, they, they call intuition, but for a Christian, it's not about intuition, it's about the Holy Spirit within. Um, you know that you know, in your, in your inner man, that place is not for you. How many ever felt that way? In different things. What happens if you don't obey? Have you ever regretted that you felt something and then you, you ignored it and then you did that? And what happened? What did you do? What did you say afterwards? How many ever had the experience that you felt that and you just ignored it and then later on you regret it? I've had it. How many had it? You know, what was that? God speaking within your heart. And you ignored it. You said, no, it's just my mind. I, I, I'm just crazy. This is just me. I'm just, I'm just like having a bad day. It's not really, you know. Sometimes, listen to me right now. God will speak to you just like that. And because it is not spectacular, you ignore it. Because you say, God, it is not the way I want. But God's saying, it's not about the way you want. It's about what I'm saying. Will you listen to me? If you begin to learn how to hear God in a simple basis, you're going, to be, you're going to be setting yourself up for greater levels of hearing the voice of God. If you begin, listen to me, if, if, you don't, if you don't obey, if you don't obey the small things, who told you that God's going to speak greater things to you? If I gave you something simple to do and you don't do it, I'm not going to give anything harder to do. How many understand what I'm saying? If, I, if I'm here in the church, and, and I'll give you just an example. And, and I say, you know, Rashida, can you just hand the envelope today? I'm just, just an example. Or Linda, can you do this? Can you greet today? And you know what? Um, I ask her as an example, okay? So I'm just illustrating my message. If I ask somebody, you know, can you greet today? Can you be here at, at 10.15? And then the greeter shows up at 10.45 or 11 o'clock. What am I going to do? I mean, I, I, you know, I can, I can say, hey, you should be here earlier. Amen. But then next Sunday, 
I'm going to be like, hey, I'm going to choose somebody else. Why? Because the person didn't do what, what the very simple thing that I asked to do. Now, the same thing goes with God. If God asks you or speaks to you something very simple and you don't do it, He'll not entrust you with more. If you don't, if God cannot trust you with information, He'll not give you greater things. To whom much is given, much is required. So the same principle that we see in the natural, it works with God. God and, and the Bible says the secrets of the Lord belong to those who fear the Lord. Now, do you tell your secrets to everybody? How I many got some things that you, you have in your life or, 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 or in your life that you're not open just to everybody? Yeah? Can you be open to everybody? No. Why? Because you cannot trust everybody. Same things with God. The Bible says the secrets of the Lord belong to those who fear Him. So the more the inner witness is powerful. Why? Because God will lead you in your heart. It's not a voice. It is not um, uh, a dream. It is not a prophetic word. It is inner witness. What does it mean? It's a special feeling on the on the on the inner man that lets you know what direction to take, and you cannot ignore that because you don't think it's something marvelous how many how many know that voice yeah you've experienced it now how many did something you felt to do and, and it was the right thing and you're like yeah i'm happy i did it how, how many okay so next time um now if you have doubts pray about it but say lord is it truly you confirm it to me i don't want to ignore that voice i don't want to ignore the holy spirit so what happens with some believers they ignore they shut down that voice so God does not entrust them with more the, just the example I gave you if I entrust with something in the church and you just screw it up of course there's second chance but most likely you know I'm gonna pick somebody else for that function why because somebody that will hear what I'm saying so the same way goes with God God wants to speak to you but he wants you to be a good steward of his voice I mean what I'm saying I mean what I'm saying amen now, if you begin to obey God, begin to listen to God, He'll be like, I can talk to that person. I can communicate. He hears when I say no. He hears when I say yes. He, he follows my leading. He follows my direction. He, he values my voice. If you and I are friends, I'm not saying you gotta, you gotta, I mean, with God, you gotta listen to all His advices. Amen? Because He's God. He knows, he knows everything. But if I, if I begin to speak in your life, and then you just ignore everything I say. I'm going to be like, I don't want to speak over you anymore because you don't listen. For some people, as a pastor, some people come to me and say, can you pray about this? I'm praying um, um, about moving or I'm praying about this. And can, can you just pray in agreement with me? That God will speak to me. And I usually say this. Now listen, if you made up your mind already, you don't need to come to me because you can communicate. But I don't want to be like, you know, praying for something that you already, you already made up your mind what you're going to do. And then you just come and tell me. I, I've seen people do that. They come to you with a preconceived idea of what they're going to do. They know what they're going to do. And they're like, okay, uh, I need to know which direction to take when they already know it. I'm like, if you know what you're going to do, just tell me. But you don't need to be, you know, asking me this. So, when you listen to the voice of God, God will begin to entrust you with more. Uh, inner witness is really powerful, but it is not so spectacular, so people don't really pay attention to it. 
Number two, God can speak to you through dreams. How many have ever ha had a, a dream from the Lord? That you know, like, man, that was not a natural dream. That was like, that was um, God. Oh my goodness. Go to uh, Genesis chapter 37, verse 5 through 7. James 37. Oh, Genesis, sorry. Verse 5 through 7. Look at this. Genesis 37 verses 5 through 7. Are you ready for it? This is just an, one example. I, when I'm touching on this, is I'm just giving simple examples so you can learn. Now Joseph had a dream. And he told it to his brothers. And they hated him even more. <laughs> Amen. So he said to them, Please hear the dream which I had dreamed. There were... There we were binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed, our sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. This dream was God speaking to Joseph when he was a young man. What was going to happen in the future that he was going to rule over his family. And this dream caused so much trouble. Because the brothers like, oh, who do you think you are? You think you're better than us? And... They wanted, some brothers wanted to kill him. And then the others like, no, that's, that's too much. Let's just sell him. <laughs> we don't kill him, but let's just sell him as a slave. And then they sold him as a slave. It's terrible. Uh, you, know what, you know what I love about the Bible? The Bible does not cover up for, for, for bad stuff. It doesn't just show you the good part. It shows the bad part about everybody. Even David, for example. The King David, a man that loved God and God loved him, uh, the Bible exposed him. God, there's no cover up with God. Amen. So the, uh, the brothers wanted to, to, to kill Joseph. But one of them is like, no, that's too much. Let's not kill him. Just sell him. So he got sold as a slave. And we know the whole story. He, he was in jail. And then later on, he was accused. And then he was in, in jail. And then long story short, he was ruler with Pharaoh. He, he was in charge. And his brothers came to him needing his help. So what happened? God spoke to Joseph a powerful destiny that he had for him. How? A dream. So don't ignore dreams. You know? Now, is everything, every dream from God? No. Sometimes you just ate too much pizza and you just had a dream. You, <laughs> you, you had too much pizza the other night and you just had a bad dream. Don't think every dream is from God. But there will be a distinctive reality to the dream that comes from God. It's so real. So tangible. It's, it's like it happened. I remember having dreams in the past that I woke up. It was so real that I'm like, wow, I'm like in it. How many ever had dreams like that? You're just like, it's so real. They wake up like thinking you're in the dream. You're like, man, what happened? 
Let me tell you something. God will sometimes give you funny dreams that have a meaning behind it. Like funny dreams? Yes, God has a sense of humor that I'm telling you. Sometimes God spoke to me things that were really funny, but they were from God. I'm telling you that I woke up laughing, but it was God. Amen. You're like, what? God doesn't do that. Yeah, he does. I mean, who, who, who gave us a sense of humor? It was not the devil. The devil twists it and makes it dirty and unclean. But the sense of humor comes from God. The creator of everything is God. The devil just distorts it. Amen. So, uh, dreams are powerful. Let me give another example of dreams in the Bible. Another Joseph. I'm getting it. I'm getting it from my book here. Amen. It's a good way to um, write it. Give me just a second. Another powerful example, Matthew chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. Another Joseph, that was Jesus' earthly dad. <laughs> so, my first name is Joseph, if you didn't know that. My name is José Hermes. It's Joseph Hermes. So, um, God speaks to Joseph in dreams. Amen. <laughs> but, <laughs> but anyway... Um, yeah, seriously, Joseph in Genesis, God spoke to him through dreams. Joseph, Jesus earthly that God gave direction to protect Jesus' life because of dreams. So don't think, this is not a big deal, it's just a dream. No, sometimes it's not just a dream, it's God speaking to you through the dream. So don't throw it in the garbage. Now, don't be so attached to dreams that you think like all dreams are from God, that you're going to drive you nuts. Amen? But look at this, Genesis chapter, uh, no, not Genesis, sorry, Matthew chapter 1. Verse 20 and 21. Are you there? But while he thought of these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and shall bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now, this dream was concerning the fact that Joseph was engaged to Mary, she was still a virgin, and then she showed up pregnant. What are you going to think about it? What, uh, we read the Bible, but we don't realize that these were real people with the same issues that we have today. Flesh and bones like we are, with emotions like we have. We think like they were just like different people. No, they were people just like us. He's engaged to her. She's pregnant. What did Joseph think? What about... I mean, it's not going to happen today because there was a one-time miracle, period. If it happens today, I'll say, yo, 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 quit the engage engagement. Just, you know, let it go. Amen? If that happened. But um, in Joseph's case, she shows up pregnant. And it was not him because he didn't, you know, have sex with her. So what happened? He thought, you know, I, I don't want any scandal here. I'm going to just, like, let her go quietly and I'm just going to move on. That's what he thought. Then God knew all the truth and because it was God who put the baby in the womb what did God do I'm gonna tell Joseph 
the truth and I'm going to tell him that he can marry her safely because it's not, she did nothing wrong. It was a miracle. What happened? How did God choose to speak to him? He gave him a dream. An angel showed up in the dream. I have seen angels in dreams. It's powerful. Really powerful. Sometimes you wake up and you think like, man, I'm inside of it. But God gave Joseph a dream. An angel showed up. And what did the angel say? Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. In other words, Joseph, you are not betrayed by Mary. What is inside of her was given by the Holy Spirit. You can take her as your wife. Now, what did he do? He did just what the angel told him in the dream. He obeyed the dream that he had from God. He did not just wake up and say, there was just a dream. She's just like, she's just a terrible woman that betrayed me. I don't believe in this dream. No, he obeyed the dream and did exactly what the dream told him to do because it was God speaking through a dream. God spoke to Joseph in Genesis through a dream. God spoke to Joseph in the New Testament through a dream. God can speak to you and I through a dream. Amen? Now the beautiful thing about it is that you don't have to do anything, just, just sleep. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Some, some of you just need to take a nap and see what God says. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> just God will speak to you while you're sleeping. Well, why is that so good? Because when you're sleeping, you're doing nothing. You're just resting. And then in the middle, in the midst of that, God will just reveal something to you as powerful as get married to Mary. Because she's, she didn't betray you. Isn't that powerful? Somebody open the door. Amen. Amen. <laughs> dreams are powerful. Pay attention to your dreams. And sometimes there's interpretation in the dream. Certain things that speak about a certain aspect of your life. And then sometimes this dream is concerning your personal life and you got to do something about it. If you have questions, ask. That's why we're here. Amen. Don't ignore your dream and think it's, it's nothing. That doesn't mean anything. Spe sometimes dreams will repeat themselves. It is not just a carnal dream. It is a godly dream you got to pay attention to. Before I begin to preach, when, when I, what I'm doing today, traveling, preaching, I had dreams that I was doing it before I ever did. I saw myself in other countries in the dreams before it ever happened. I saw myself preaching in English. Amen. When my English was not so good, I saw myself preaching in English. Amen. And I saw translators translating to a different language that I did not know. And I saw different people groups that I did not know. I saw them being healed. I saw them being saved. Before it ever happened, I saw in my dreams. What, what was that? God was speaking to me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Some of you know the story of my birth when my mom was in the hospital and an angel of the Lord showed up to her in the hospital. It's, it's in the book if you read it. Uh, an angel of the Lord showed up to, in the hospital when, when I was being born. And I said that to, just to say how God speaks. God is faithful. God is great. And that tells me every time I, I, I remember this story, I remember I was not called by man. 
I was not appointed by man. I was appointed by God. Amen. And God spoke and God made it clear. And so when God speaks, it's the voice of the creator of the universe. And if you pay attention, it's going to change your life. It's not my voice. It's the voice of the Father, the creator of everything. When he speaks, it's pure truth. It's life changing. It's transformation power. And so God speak, spoke to her, and, and the very thing he spoke is taking place. Amen? So you got to be very careful that you pay attention to your dreams because sometimes God will speak to you, and you're just like, oh, that was just a dream. No, if you listen to it, if you pay attention closely, he'll confirm it because usually, God conf usually, majority of the time, God always confirms what he says. He doesn't speak only once. He will come and he will confirm Amen. Now, uh, another, I'm not going to speak everything today, but I'll, I'll give number three. So, inner witness, dreams, number three. How God speaks today. He speaks through His written word. The Bible. I wrote here, the Holy Spirit highly values God's written word. As you become more prophetic, be careful to not lose the esteem for scripture. Prophetic utterance, dreams, revelations do not contradict the Bible. They work hand in hand because they come from the same Holy Spirit. And the Spirit of God will never come against what He has made clear in His Word. He inspired men to write. So, God can speak to you through His written Word. How? Luke, Luke chapter 4, verse 17 through 19. Jesus was in the synagogue. I'm going to try to fast forward it so that it doesn't become so long. But um, it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor, has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus opened that scripture from Isaiah and He read it and he said, today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, in that moment, God was using scripture to speak to the people that that was being fulfilled. And God still speaks through his scriptures today. The Bible is not just an ordinary book. It's a powerful, spirit-filled book. If you read it, the Holy Spirit lenses, it will change your life. Why do I say this? Because you got to read it the Holy Spirit glasses, not the religious glasses. Amen. You got to read it the Holy Spirit lenses. Then truth will become real to you. How many ever read a scripture that it came like it jumped out of the Bible into your spirit? Like, oh man, that spoke to me. I usually highlight it when, when that happens to me. If a scripture speaks to me, I'm like, man, I'm highlighting it. I'm highlighting, I'm circling the verse. I'm just like digging through it. I'm memorizing it. Um, the Bible says that every scripture is um, profitable for teaching, for correction, for rebuke. Amen. Uh, I'm going to give you the verse in a moment. Go to uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. Verse 15 through 17. 
This is powerful. I mean, you're going to value the scripture. We are in a church that we value scripture. We value the Bible. If you just hear preachers that don't value the Bible, just don't hear them. Amen? Don't hear them. I don't want to hear anybody who doesn't value the word. If you don't value One time I was in a church and, and the preacher said, he threw the Bible in the pulpit. He said, that's just the Bible. I want God. I was like, how stupid. Sorry for the word, but how fool can you be? Seriously. God did not anoint men and instruct men to have his word for you to treat it like that. Like, that's just the Bible. No, it's just the Bible. It's the word of God. Respect it. Amen. So, um, hallelujah. Sorry, I get a little bit intense with this because it just annoys me. Seriously. Um, I think as a preacher, you should value the word first. Um, 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 15 he's talking to T timothy here he said and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in christ jesus now look at this he's talking to timothy he said cease what childhood in other words don't despise when they're young oh they're too young they don't know what they're they don't understand they do understand that's why you're 12 right you're 14 <laughs> if you listen to me if you learn now it's the best time of your life to learn the Word of God and to learn the things of God right now before you get older I'm not saying it's impossible, but the older you get without God, I'm telling you, it's going to have a whole... It's not impossible, of course not. God can save, redeem, restore, forgive. Of course, God can do, get all the job done. But if you, if you are a child, teenager, it's the best time of your life to get involved in the things of God before the world gets you. Because when the world gets you, then you got you to get rebranded with a new software of your mind. There's going to be a renew of your mind. You're going to have to undo everything you did. Uh, and then change the way you think because you're contaminated by the thoughts of the world. And you got to renew all of that. Now, if you're a child, if you're a teenager and you learn the things of God now, I'm telling you, you're going to be a much better person when you're old. Amen. So, uh, Timothy, he said, you have known the scriptures from childhood that they make you wise for salvation. Now, verse 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Verse 17. That the men of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. In other words, when I value the scripture, I receive the word of God. I receive not as a word of man, but a word of God. What's going to do with me? It's going to correct me. It's going to instruct me. Give me wisdom. Do you want some wisdom? Read the book of Proverbs. There's so much wisdom in there. You, if you read it, it's gonna it's gonna tell you about it's gonna tell you about life. It's gonna tell you about neighbors. It's gonna tell you about uh, business. It's about finances. About about so much in there. That you're like, man, there's so much wisdom, and this wisdom is still valuable even today, after thousands of years. It's still, I mean, people are, are pretty much the same, even though their technology has changed and things have changed. Uh, sin is the same. The devil is the same. God is the same. Amen. And so if you learn that, we're going to be changed. But uh, God speaks to you. Now, for example, uh, the word. I'm preaching to you the word. 
God is speaking to you right now. How? Through His Word, because I, I'm, I'm releasing what He said, I'm giving you the Word, so God speaks through the preaching of the Gospel. So many, how many have ever been changed because you heard a, a sermon, a message, and that did something to you? It brought you a new revelation, it brought you, like, man, I, I didn't understand that before, now I can understand. I heard it. It gave me faith. What happened? God speaks to you through the preaching of the Word. That's why I'm telling you, sometimes you don't feel like coming to church, but you do. And you're glad you did. Because God spoke to you. I don't feel like coming to church today. I'm not, in a, I'm not in a good mood. Then that's the time that you need to come to church. You don't just do what you, th you feel to do. Do you ever act like, I'm not going to my job today because I'm not feeling in a good mood? Do you ever do that? How many go to a job? I'm not feeling like working today, but I, I, you know, I need my paycheck or whatever. I just go because I'm not feeling to do it, but I'm, I'm doing it anyway. That's what I do. Right? You don't, you don't say, I'm not going to my job today because I'm, you know, I'm feeling like watching a movie today. You don't do that. So why, why, why will you do that to the church? I'm not going to church today because you know, I feel like staying home and you know, stay in my pajamas. You know. I'm, I'm telling you, of course it's a different concept, but what I'm just saying is, you don't just do what you feel to do, because if you did that, you didn't function as a, a human being. Right? So why is it that for the things of God, you just you, 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 you take a different approach and you say, you know what? I'm not uh, going to church. But listen, sometimes you don't feel like coming to church. You don't feel like coming to prayer. But then when you do, God releases a word that will change your life. God releases a, a powerful word that will speak to you. And then your, your, your mood, your, your uh, um, spiritual atmosphere changes. And you're like, man, I'm so glad I came. Because if I stayed at home, I would have not listened to it. I would not be in the atmosphere where God is moving. Do you want God to speak to you? Be in a place where He is speaking. Hallelujah. Listen to a sermon that will release the Word of God into your spirit. Amen. Don't just be, you know, I need a motivational sermon, a message, you know, just, okay. There are many motivational messages that God's not speaking anything. But if you're in a place where God is moving or God's speaking, then most likely you get a touch from God, you get a word from God, and God will speak to you. Do you want to, I'm telling you, I want to be where God is moving. I want to be in a place where God is moving or God's speaking or God's breathing. I don't want to be in a dead place where there's no movement of the Spirit, there's no anointing, there's no power, there's nothing. Be in a place where, where you position yourself. I'm going to position myself today because I want to hear from God. And sometimes, listen, when you're hearing a message like this, God's speaking to you. He's saying, pay attention to what I'm saying to you. Pay attention to the whisper of my voice because sometimes God will not be loud. We expect the supernatural is spectacular, but sometimes God will just whisper. If you're too busy focusing on other things and I, and I whisper something, very softly. Will you listen to me? No. Because you're distracted. That's how God is. Sometimes God's like, hey, don't do that. And you're like, huh? Huh? I'm just distracted right now. And God's like, hey, listen. Just go to church. Just pray. Seek me. And you're like, looking at other things. Distracted. I'm going to speak more about it less sun next Sunday how distraction can lead us away from the voice of God. You're too distracted with the things of the world. You're too distracted even with good things. You're, you're not paying attention, not giving time. 
You're not making time for God. I don't hear his voice because, because you, don't, you don't. Just sit and listen. Stop all you're doing. Turn your phone off. Amen. Oh, but so-and-so is texting me. Let, respond later. Amen. Praise God. Just respond later. Amen. Uh, so who, who is writing it down? Thanks for listening to our podcast. We encourage you to share with your friends. The Ministry of World Evangelism in the Nations and Building of the Local Church is made possible by generous contributions of friends and partners. We highly encourage you to give a love offering or partner with us monthly at www.revivalexplosion.com. Please send us your prayer request to office at revivalexplosion.com. Stay tuned for upcoming podcasts. God bless you.